0: You are listening to the Syphidelity Podcast episode 103. What the frill, Brian? The Farscape Awakens. The Syphidelity Podcast contains adult language and mature content, and in this episode, maybe we talk about anal beads. Maybe. I'm not committing anything. So be warned and enjoy. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Side Fidelity Podcast. This is Steve.
2: This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. Brian. Yes. Fucking talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, ever since uh, Farscape got put back on Netflix, this fucker has been back on probation and apparently <laughs> watching Fucking the show again. Relentless. Yes, I, I did, I watched Relentlessly
1: this. trying to talk about this show.
2: He has been pushing us and pushing us for literally months to talk about this show.
0: Well, th- but that's While because we he's talked trying- about shit that he didn't care about. <laughs> that- that's because Brian is trying to hide his shame. Because if anybody should have watched Farscape when it first came out, it is Mr space opera right here. He's like, I "I like like spaceships.
3: That is a fair accusation.
1: (laughs) I want to know what the tipping point was. Was it us talking about it on this show that made you realize how delinquent you've been?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to say it is. No matter what he says
1: now, I'm going to say, I will. the shaming of his friends. We fixed Brian.
3: Okay, The shaming of my my friends is accurate. Uh, Two primary factors. One, um, Michael gave me a fair amount of information about the show that made me interested and made me think, you know, I really need to give this another chance uh, and to some other of my friends uh, who were sharing <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry
3: Um <laughs> Some other of my friends <laughs> shamed me, uh, and, and actually more or compromisingly deal said they would watch Stargates if I watched the Farscapes and that we would all, or we would alternate together and watch a Farscape, Stargate, Farscape, Stargate. And I said, uh, sure, let's do that. Cause I was wanting to do, redo all the Stargates again. Um, so,
0: can I just point out to your friends that I'm sure are listening, uh, there are four seasons of Farscape and 15 seasons of Stargate. So yeah, that I is not an equitable one. deal. So,
2: so it sounds to me that Brian won.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> won Actually, I've been informed
3: that once we run out of Farscapes, they will pick another show to be that I will not have a say in that I will have to watch after that. Wow. I
1: suggest,
2: whoa, whoa, I suggest, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. talk about for, getting it on the flip side.
2: For all the friends who are watching and are in on this bet, here's what I suggest. The shield. I'm saying something that doesn't even have a goddamn spaceship in it.
0: Oh uh, Dexter. Hang on, hang on, hang on. NYPD so, so,
1: blue.
0: Yes. So, so See Michael Sharp. So so Michael said that
3: you I do believe that, Northern <laughs> Exposure has been mentioned.
0: Wow. Okay. Oh shit. So Brian <laughs> well, said that he 11. thought that Michael won. Or Michael thought that he that Brian won. But it turns out that Brian has signed up for eleven seasons of television that he has no say in whatsoever. Wow. You know what? You now. It's a little more
3: than that. We're doing the whole Stargate franchise.
0: Uh, so, um, uh, damn, uh, I'm I'm never going to let you negotiate a contract for me ever. Uh, ever. Holy shit.
1: You know what though? To his credit- this is so, Brian. This is so, <laughs> Brian. Eyes on the prize. Just give me what I want. You can do whatever the hell you want to me. I'll sit through whatever <laughs> crap you want. I'll shut the fuck up. Just give me the piece I want. That's all yes. that matters. Just Brian, as long as I get my slice of cake. Wow. Then, then I'm fine. Brian, that is so, Brian. I grand. asked you.
2: I asked you to go to the store and get me a pack of Skittles. Why is that man asking for my car keys? <laughs>
1: Did you get Skittles? I shut the fuck up.
0: You know what? Brian is, Brian is literally the guy that went to sell his cow and came back with some beans. Except these aren't magic. They're just fucking beans. And, and he's a goddamn. He knew that when he of got beans. the damn beans. <laughs> uh, I, I, yes, but
3: I think you have to admit that if I came back with beans, it was because I wanted beans. And I am going to you be perfectly happy now. with the beans, and I will be satisfied with the beans for years to come. So, uh, no, I, I don't know how long you think it.
0: you can stretch a bean. <laughs> and
3: when everyone else has gone paleo diets, I will still have my beans.
2: Here's <laughs> what Patrick, here's what Brian doesn't quite Brian. understand about those beans. They are plastic beans. Like they don't even have agricultural use, they are just plastic beans. This, no, 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 It's, it's like that
3: lightsaber prop I paid $150 no, 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 for. No. it's It doesn't actually do anything anything but it was cast from Mark Hamill's lightsaber prop so even though it's just a hunk of plastic and it doesn't light up and it doesn't make sounds it's still the coolest lightsaber prop I got
2: wow and by Steve by the way Steve you were thinking beads that's beads
0: (laughs) Not. oh you know I
1: can be so easily confused by shit
0: (laughs) oh so now it's anal beads okay (laughs) Just checking. Uh, Somehow,
2: somehow, he now gave his cow away for anal
0: beads.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, if that doesn't make it into the title in some way, I'm going to quit this fucking show.
0: It's uh, used anal beads because he didn't get that shit new. Oh, no. so, so can we nope.
3: get back to something that
0: I am actually consuming? <laughs> Putting yeah, everybody knows you don't
1: eBay anal beads.
0: <laughs> Brian did because he really wanted them. To I don't watch care what Stargate. the shipping costs
1: are; it could be free shipping. <laughs> you
0: All
2: right,
1: you don't even Farsky. bid on that as a joke. Yeah. Far skate.
2: So yes,
3: Brian. Um, what's I'm I'm in a little starting season three. What mm-hmm. is up? With the bondage motif,
1: Uh, that's the thing in Britain. They're called peacekeepers. Space bondage. No, no, no,
3: it's not just the the peacekeepers. Most of the other races in the galaxy do it as well. Well, So, is it just kind of that's what's in fashion, or is there a reason for it? Or does the costume designer admit that this was kind of their fantasy? Or
0: Brian, (laughs) Brian, look when you go when you travel faster than light. You have to tie a motherfucker up. Let, that, you can't help that. That's that's how it affects your brain. And not only you that, just
1: have to, but it's cheap. It's cheap yeah. to do that. That is. And by season is, three, making some decisions about where to spend money. So, so
3: is there some other side the to equation. the Jim Henson Holy creature shit. workshop I have, that I didn't know that they market gimp suits and, and but, leather straps
2: and stuff? <laughs> here's the thing. I have seen every episode of Farscape at least six or seven times, and I am only now realizing that that fucker is right. (laughs) <laughs> did Holy
0: you not? shit! Oh, there that, is bondage that, that, in practically that, every fucking episode of Farts Game <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you didn't notice that. I, I, I did I, not notice that because I didn't give a shit. I wanted to see spaceships, but uh, <laughs> look, the <laughs> well, well, I
2: just—it <laughs> just didn't think about it. I was just focusing on Wait, like there were certain start... things that I definitely noticed it. Like Chiana, it's hard to not see it with Chiana, so wow. I absolutely saw it there. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, even, even the opening episode has Moya with a control collar. Which at the time yep. seems just like some weird sci-fi, but in hindsight, it was they were even bondaging the spaceships.
0: Because uh, <laughs> it was a slave. Look, all right, don't start retconning shit into your bondage motif, right? Just because Wasn't you like...
3: Was it my bondage motif? <laughs> that, yeah. uh, it's got some legs. I don't watch Stargate and think, wow, look at all the bondage motif going on. No, it's Am- Army Green all the way. So... <laughs> So I mean I depending of, on how far you want to take this if there is a reason for that or an explanation they the creators have indicated or offered uh,
2: no. I will tell you that Farscape has way more fucking than every in any other sci-fi show with the exception of maybe legs,
1: yeah. um <laughs> but but not on screen though
2: yeah, well no, not on I screen. Don't, well, I'm not sure if there's more on. sex than new
3: Battlestar Galactica, but yeah. there certainly is more than just about any other so- Space Opera franchise I can I think, think of. I think new BSG
0: wins for the amount of straight fucking on that show. I,
3: I will say it's I would say ties, but either <laughs> it is a lot. There is a lot.
0: I um, felt like there was no, a- no, no because remember, Starbuck is fucking at least like they show her fucking somebody like at the beginning of like six episodes. So that outclasses what you get on Farscape.
2: That that makes it equal the number of times you see Chiana fucking.
0: Yes, (laughs) I was about to say. There's (laughs) a lot of those. Oh, wait, wait. Are we talking about individual fucking episodes or different partners? I just mean... Chiana and Dargo fucked a lot.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I just feel like Farscape definitely used more... With sex than, than I was used to. Like, it didn't bother me. I thought it was an interesting addition because most <laughs> sci-fi, honestly, is kind of prudish. It's weird. Um, so it Start was interesting. In SG1, to see a show. I'm
3: looking at you. So, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. It was yeah. kind of interesting to see wow. a show
2: that outright, like, it became major plot points that wait, sex wait. was such
0: a major aspect of the show. Hey, hang on, Brian. One of the first episodes of the season, uh, for Stargate, is Colonel O'Neill getting down with one of the native chicks and then getting infected with some nanite fucking virus thing? Do you, you recall that? I mean, that's yeah, not really. Yeah, was
3: like, and that was like the, the the just about the only sex that happened for three seasons, and even that was com- off camera to the point where you could. To explain you could watch it with your kids and just tell them it was because of that meal he ate right before uh, in the uh, scene before it cut away. Hey, so hey, you could. Hey, I was watching it, I hey, was like, wow. If that's
2: it. what you're looking for, it's called Emmanuel in space. You just need to have a Cinemax subscription.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm not saying I'm looking for it. I was just pointing out that Stargate is cleaner than
0: Doctor Who is these days. R- Brian, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say you're not this.
1: saying it, but you're kinda saying it though.
0: Brian, look, um, if I got the space herpes, I probably wouldn't be fucking anything either for like three years. Well, he got to bring I, space
1: herpes up. Why you got to do what that? The,
0: what, what the hell do you think that was that O'Neill got? He didn't. I, that's not
1: I, I had space herpes once. Why you got a
0: <laughs> I mean, uh,
1: no, I no, have you had don't it. Get the Spurs, results inconclusive. You inclusive. don't get
2: space herpes once. <laughs> if you got space herpes once, you still have you space gotta, herpes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I I was evaluated by two competent Doctors and there was no cross Contamination so The results were inconclusive I may uh-huh. Or may not have let me ask herb. you a question no, were,
2: no. They <laughs> were they Vorlons were they Vorlons Because if they were Vorlons you can't Trust them yeah
1: I mean you still got this Can, you still got this can, I, mean, can I be sure they weren't Vorlons Well did you no. see them
2: Were they just in a big suit
0: <laughs> Well Did you see them
3: did they look wait, like wait. an angel
0: <laughs> wait, wait. Was one of the doctors uh an alien that couldn't expose herself to any sort of germs and had like some skeevy dude that was was her assistant? Because you don't trust that fucker at all. That uh, oh yeah,
1: I don't think that's that's not the encounter I had. So, no, nice way okay. of bringing
2: it back to Farscape, by the way. <laughs> so,
3: um, is that grooveslice?
2: That's the Groon show.
3: Schlick. Has a very different style to it, and Bondage. it's taken me, it has taken me a little time to wrap my head around it. Uh, that's like Doctor Who, was,
1: I can you need easily a style believe that was from the late nineties. Yeah. No, no. Well, I no. Actually, actually that's in the late one
2: night. of the things that I loved about Farsky, yeah. is it was a sci-fi that felt very different than any other yeah. sci-fi that I ever watched, and I loved yeah. that. I
3: loved
1: yeah, that it was, it was very. It was not Star different. Trek. Yeah, yeah much like yeah, Do-
3: uh, uh, much like Doctor Who you can tell this is not made in the US. Yes. So, that was what I was uh, like
2: this this is definitely not American. Very true.
3: And and <laughs> I watching it especially to begin with I kind of felt this must be what it's like when other people try to watch Doctor Who. This this trying to get their head wrapped around how this works because it is very it, it's it, it, you can't even quite put your finger on what they're doing different but there's something very different about it. Um but uh Yeah, okay. Season (laughs) one. So much of season one is terrible, but it does get better. So for anyone who hasn't watched that show, uh, watched Farscape, it does get better. Take it from somebody who's been bad mouthing it for years. All
2: right. Uh, tell me specifically, what was it about season one? Were there certain episodes? Cause there were episodes that I can name in season one that I thought were fucking amazing. Um, Like I said, I've seen them six or seven times. I'm drawing a blank on titles. And I will admit some of the stronger episodes are towards the ending of the season. PK Tech Girl is an amazing episode. And I also think the episode where they introduced Chiana was a a fairly strong episode. Uh, Oh, actually, that's the same episode. Or is it? (laughs) No, no, no. I was going to say the episode with the Intellivirus was also a pretty good, fairly strong episode. But I admit, those last two were towards the end of the season. So... Yeah.
3: Um, I guess it was... Th- the plots were... A lot of the plots were fairly generic sci-fi space opera... Mm-hmm. Um, at least generic by the standards of post next generation. If this show would come, you know, came, if you watch a show before seeing Star Trek, the next generation, you would probably say, or Stargate or whatever, you'd probably say these are fairly innovative plots. But if you've seen those shows, most of this stuff I've seen done over and over again, that wasn't, it wasn't terribly handled, but I just felt like I'd seen this story before. Mm-hmm. What was killing it for me was that the characters, all of them, uh, with sometimes the exception of Crichton, were just so written so juvenile and so simplistically. Um, yes. Dargo just ran around getting mad at whatever Crichton did, no matter what Crichton did. And in, no matter even if it made sense, Dargo would just rag on Crichton. Rigel does stupid stuff and is selfish and is an asshole all the time. And and uh, I, I mean, they call him on it from time to time, but since everyone else is acting j- oh, about as stupid as he is, it doesn't really feel like we're getting any hanging a lantern on it successfully.
2: Um, I will actually I had say,
3: to, to, oh, well.
2: well, let me just say real, one quick thing to what you just said. I will actually say, I think that was on purpose because those characters, oh, I oh, think I. they were making them simplistic in the beginning on purpose <laughs> so that they had room
1: to grow. Yeah. But, well, yeah. I mean, and they were easy to digest and they didn't have to spend a lot of time. Developing the character. It was, it was, yes, easy they were to definitely all
3: fell into fairly articable, art-, art, typical cliches. Right. You instantly could, oh, Dargo is the, the angry, hotheaded warrior type. And Michael C- Crichton is the human, uh, re- the everyman human from Earth and who likes to p- spout pop culture. And mm. this is the, is on is the spiritual one. Okay. Um, but there was just, unlike, you know, Uh, Stargate or Star Trek The Next Generation or lots of other shows there was almost no effort to add any sort of subtle counterpoint to these personalities they were just and their personalities overrode their intelligence so often I made it through the first season finally by just saying these people are all prisoners they have all had a hellaciously shitty life they all have terrible issues these are like the people that keep ending up in jail um, over and over again because their lives were and fu- their childhood and lives were fucked up, and they just have issues. And I'm just going to accept that they can't think properly and they can't make rational decisions because they're carrying all this baggage around with them. And until they deal with their baggage, they're just going to be dumb as posts. And that kind of worked. And I, I maybe that's how I was always supposed to be looking at it. I'm not sure, but I think so.
2: I, I think, think definitely that's, that's basically. With Zan and uh, Dargo, and I Aaron think that's how... And yeah, and Dargo. And, well, Aaron, I would say, was fucked up, but for a different reason. I will say you're definitely supposed to view these people as fucked up people. Yeah, they're yeah. all very um, flawed individuals, yeah. yes. Yeah,
3: well, I got that they were all supposed... You know, okay, they're flawed, and that provides conflict and drama, but compared it to the flaws on the DS9 characters or to new BSG characters, these people just felt like cartoons.
0: But but here's um. the thing though, you'll never, you, you wouldn't see those people on Deep Space Nine. You wouldn't see them on New BSG because their life experiences would exclude them from being the focus of the show, right? These were people that were imprisoned. And I, I want to point out, they've been imprisoned not for like five years or ten years. Rigel was locked up for like a century, right? Tortured and, and whatever. So, yeah, they are fucked. They are seriously fucked. And they're all, and they're all kind of operating off of their own, you know, unenlightened self-interest. And, and the whole reason that they do that is, you know, their lack of a sense of family or something worth fighting for. I mean, they've been, like, fucking, fucking Dargo has hooks in his, in his fucking breastbone that were used to chain him to a wall. That is fucked up. Which is, I guess, bondage gear that I never noticed before. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yes, they are there again. <laughs> whereas i had trouble not noticing th- just because yeah. it fit this motif but um
2: but also Aaron is fucked up for the exact opposite reason for what Patrick just said she had a family and then loses that family and then slowly over time recognizes that family was kind of fucked up yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah but again or there's a reason why she is who she is and why she's doing what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Oh,
3: So, but as they started to, as the characters got a bit more rational and objective Mm -hmm. and able to, like, Rigel, for example, got so much more enjoyable when he became aware that he was an asshole. When Rigel, like, there was one I watched recently where he says, they're making comments about making confession, you have an hour, make your... Peace with your gods or something. And Rigel's like, I'm a dominar of the blah, blah, blah. I couldn't confess all my sins in an hour if I tried. You know, I thought, okay, that was funny. He's, when they become a little more self aware towards the end of season one, they become much more palatable. Well, when they realize
2: think, they're
1: That screwed was sort up. of the point though. I yeah. And I
2: was going to say, I think that was the point in the beginning. These are people who are not viewing the people who are on the ship with them as Comrades. They're viewing them as like their competitors for you know things that they need until they get home. They open right. up to one another once they recognize they're all working towards the same goal. Then yeah. they open this up close
1: to calling each other inmate.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: I
3: just there were
2: lots of places where
3: I would think even yeah, I, I, even screwed up people would probably realize that this, they, 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 these, you know, this particular situation here or that particular situation there, it is better to work together. Otherwise, they're going to die. Yeah, but there are numerous Brian, times where they almost that, died that, that was because the they were point. busy arguing was with that, each other. There's a transition <laughs> to get from
1: from where they started to where they ended up. Yeah, I mean, that's that. That was the objective was to make that transition. True. On, so, on the one hand, you're criticizing them from where they started. And on the other, you're like, "Hey, they did so much better by the end." Well, I think that was the the, ride you got on. Yeah, that's that's the journey.
2: And
3: it's very off putting to have to deal with characters who are that unaware, that cartoonish, and that stupid for half a season. So that's why I took three tries to get through season one. So here's what I'm going to say. Universe episodes (laughs) one
2: through eight. So here's what (laughs) I'm going to say, Brian. I don't disagree with you, but you say you would think these people would understand that working together would be better. They do recognize that, and they recognize it from the first episode. What you're confusing it with is liking each other. No, they recognize no, no, from episode one, we have to work together. That's what they're doing in the first episode. Yeah. They're working together. They're just not happy about it. <laughs> no, no, no. They
1: keep and sabotaging each
3: to other and trying to figure out a way to screw everyone else on the the team for themselves, because which is fine everyone if there's motivations, <laughs> but they will try to screw each other on the team when they're in a very precarious situation where they need the, that team to even get out of the situation alive. so well, but
0: the, the, what they're doing though is there that that first season, there's an awful lot of thinking that there's a shortcut to getting home. Like they get out and they're like, okay, I'm just gonna hop on the intergalactic space bus and just yeah. go back to my home planet, and it's and it takes them, you know. Like 16 episodes before they realize, oh, we can't just hop on the space bug. We can't just go home. We don't know where the fuck home is, right? Yeah. That, that, the episode where, um, they all decide that they are going to cut off one of pilot's arms yeah. in exchange for some star maps. Um, that's just the sign of, Hey, I, I don't really know you guys. I don't really give a shit about you guys. I care about me getting home. So if I got to cut this dude's arm off. Then by all means, I'm gonna cut. The, I'm gonna cut his arm off. Oh,
3: I was fine with the actual that you know, okay. There's an actual objective, and there there's some long-term thinking going on. Wait,
2: here. Wait, 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 wait! You're where fine where with them cutting off pilots' so so what this is is Brian is used to watching shows like Stargate SG One and Stargate and all that, where it's all about working together as a team to get a goal done. And that was actually the opposite of what Farscape was trying to do in the beginning. It was showing these people can't get anything done because they refuse to work together.
3: Yeah. I, I love Blake 7, mm-hmm. and that's a show where you keep wondering if the, crew, if the first officer is going to kill the captain. I, like, I loved uh, the first season of, Starga- or of Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda. Again, a show where there was a, a significant percentage of the crew. You weren't sure so, if they were going to keep working for uh, Dylan Hunt or not.
1: So what um, I see you describing is the mystery coming from the characters rather than from the situation.
3: Yeah, well, I, I wanted. In those other shows, the characters clearly were able to say, well, in this particular situation, the, my long term goals say work together. Whereas in Farscape, they didn't seem to be able to
1: yeah, but it's focus on than anything
3: that. other than the immediate problem in well, front of them. They had no long term goals. It's just a
1: little bigger than that, the way I see that. Uh, these characters aren't holding anything back. The writers decided that. They're gonna dump it all out so that you have a solid understanding of this character's perspective without having to have you know grotesque amounts of dialogue and character development so you have the a picture formed you 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 see that I mean is that something you can appreciate
3: um I, they have no self-control or inhibitions. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll no, admit that. No, I'm talking about the writing <laughs> well, style okay, that so
1: created those characters.
0: It, yes. Here's another part. Here's another aspect of this that I think that we're missing. And that is in Stargate and and even in Andromeda, because that, you know, the, uh, uh, I've heard Captain Valentine, like her crew, that, that was their own little cohesive unit, but they were going with her and she was staying with Dylan, blah, 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 blah. But all those people are, it's them against the world. You watch Stargate or you watch Star Trek. It's us. We are Starfleet. We are, well, yeah, uh, I'll you know, grant we're SG one. Starfleet
3: are a military unit. But. Well, even that,
0: but it's like we have to work together because look, we find ourselves out here in the middle of the fucking galaxy with aliens trying to kill us because we don't believe that they're gods. Well, fuck yeah, you're gonna work together to just to get home, right? You have a clear goal there. But the thing that I think we're missing out of Farscape is each one of these species in Farscape seems to have some pretty significant xenophobic tendencies. I mean, maybe not as xenophobic as the peacekeepers are, but most of those species didn't really hang out with each other. It wasn't like Star Wars where you just have this giant melting pot of species. It was all, the Luxons stick with the Luxons, and the Peacekeepers stick with the Peacekeepers, and the Delvians stick with the Delvians, and the Hynerians are on the Hynerians, and when you put them all together, they're kind of like, "Uh, I guess,
3: aside from lots of slamming the Peacekeepers, there didn't seem to be a lot of racial or, or cultural or species-based hatred between really? them, at least not verbalized. Well, and it's like just, I said, do they don't have a lot of inhibitions. That may be because you, know, because you haven't heard
2: a lot about Dargo's history yet. Dargo's history yeah, yeah. is full of that.
3: Okay, I mean, they 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 make fun of Crichton because he's an idiot, not because he's a human. They make fun of they do slam the peacekeepers. There does seem to be this big racial hate the peacekeepers kind of thing. Well, actually, they
2: they, they actually
0: that shit. I just want to point that out. They
2: make fun of they absolutely did. No, they actually part of them making fun of Crichton is because he's a human. They think he's an idiot because doesn't he's a human. The abilities,
1: yeah. Well, what was what sense was he lacking? So greatly, hearing, hearing or smell or something. I,
2: uh,
3: Zahn making you know uh, vision.
2: Uh, right, it's his
3: vision. Nigel right. seemed to think he was better than everybody, regardless of their species. Is always the attitude that he carries. He doesn't seem to be that speciesist. Uh, I'm not saying
2: Crichton is. I'm saying they generally treat him as if he's weaker, and and they occasionally prove it that they are. But they make the point that they treat him like he's weak, and he's proven himself in spite of his special shortcoming, yes,
1: Man,
0: he, I, I, I That also was a thought really nice
1: thing about that series was that... The humans weren't the top of the food chain They were the bottom of the fucking food chain I guess chain. Yeah.
0: Be-
3: Because the only people on the ship Who could think long term at all Tended to be Crichton and Zahn They still ended up kind of feeling like It was Crichton's show He's still kind of the only guy with his head Screwed on halfway straight for most of the first season, so I still kind of felt like, "Wow, humans are so much better than aliens in this show." Because well, he, he was the only one who seemed to be able to look at the big picture. Well, even their villain, Crace, yeah, but
1: that's was, like criticizing Star had no Trek for being to see the big
3: picture. Well,
1: <laughs> that's like criticizing Star Trek for being from the perspective of the Federation.
3: Yeah, well, fair. Enough. I mean, maybe, maybe, yeah, I, I, it's, it could just be that, yeah, it is the Crichton show, just like SG1 was the Richard Dean Anderson show. But or the I always Jack got, show I
2: always got the impression that they didn't follow Crichton because they thought, oh, well, he's a human, so he understands better. It was more, he's Crichton and in spite of the fact that he's human he has proven himself to be intelligent despite the fact that everything well. we know about him genetically is weaker cuz they keep pointing out how you know basically shitty his genes are <laughs> <laughs>
3: well and i don't remember them doing a lot. there was definitely some of that i don't remember a lot it just Well to come i back don't to need my metaphor idiot, to be beaten
2: across stupid. my face in yeah. every episode for yeah, me to yeah, get yeah. it yeah.
3: Yeah, well, they did beat across the face. Not like Crichton's a penis. stupid. Crichton's an idiot. Crichton's a stupid. Crichton's an idiot. Pretty much every episode. Which after he'd saved their lives like six or seven times was starting to sound really dumb. I never got it that he
2: was stupid. I thought, well, they thought he was stupid, but I thought they, they thought he was stupid because he was ignorant, which is more just lack of knowledge of his area. Not that they thought he was intelligently stupid. Do you know what I'm trying to say? They just thought he was not aware of his surroundings, which made him come off looking stupid. That's the difference between being book smart and street smart. (laughs) Yes.
3: (laughs)
1: One of the differences, Um, anyway.
2: So, uh, here's another
3: question I had that kind of relates to some of what we talked about. Um, And maybe this gets explained, but they start out in Season 1 lost in these unknown area of space. Mm -hmm. But by the time we get to the end of Season 2, we have run into numerous people who would know the way back to known space so are they still lost in the end of season two I, cause, or are we not lost anymore? And they just didn't never really made a big deal. I remember specific
2: lost. episodes where they're saying they're specifically staying in certain territories because it's easier to stay okay. under the radar because they're yeah. they're basically it's even a joke that's made in season three. They're basically always being hunted by someone, so there are certain areas of space where it's easier to stay hidden, and they are specifically going in it now. Again, maybe this comes from the fact that I've seen these episodes like six or seven times. I do think they are. They there are specific lines where they say we're staying in this area because it's easier to stay hidden.
0: (laughs) Right. <laughs> they they choose just... to go into the uncharted territories because the peacekeepers don't have as strong of a of a presence there. And since now Scorpius is a problem, you know, first it was Krace and now it's Scorpius, you know, they're like, you know, the less likely that it is that a fucking peacekeeper armada is just going to be hanging out at this planet, the better off we are. Yeah.
3: Well, I would I I, I guess I just thought it was I, I, maybe I missed the scene. I just didn't, I wasn't paying attention, but it, it seemed like we went from, we don't know how to find our way home to, we cannot go home because we are being hunted. Um, I missed where we transitioned from one state to the other and, and, and it's not a big deal. I'm fine with us being in the new state. It makes sense that they can't go home. Everyone is hunting them, but I just kind of was wondering if there was a point that I missed or something on that. So,
0: no, I mean, I guess I, 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 I'm with you, Brian. It, it was kind of like, gee, it seems strange that nobody knows how to get to the Luxon homeworld from here. Right. Um, and that the only way we can find the map is to try to buy the map by selling somebody's arm to get the map. Well that's I mean you would think Well, that's definitely
2: what the problem was in the beginning. And I feel like by the yeah, time right. you get to season two, the issue isn't that they can't go home. The issue is they yeah. shouldn't go home.
3: Yeah, no, no, right. I I'm there now. Uh I just was I just don't think they ever properly had a scene where they said, Well, we can go home now. Yeah, that would be a bad idea. Uh, well, I, I will you tell know, you that, I, not just that one
2: scene. No, no, no. I will tell <laughs> you that scene is coming. There is an ad, okay. There is a
0: scene like that. You just haven't gotten to all it right. yet.
3: Okay, all right. All <laughs> but right. No, and,
0: and to what Brian's saying, like the third episode, mm. you get a bunch of uh, other Luxons that show up on board, mm. and uh, they also don't know how the fuck to get home. And it just seems strange that everybody's just trucking around space, yeah. and they don't know. Like, it's literally, we are from your home world. Ah, we don't know how to get there. Like, the only home world they found, I guess, was... Uh, it wasn't even the Homeworld. They found the uh, Zahn's planet, right? No, they um, found a an bunch outpost
2: of, of Delvians.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was an outpost. Yeah, okay. So a Delvian outpost. So yeah. So you would think a Delvian outpost filled with a whole fuck ton of Delvians. You'd think somebody would have left a breadcrumb somewhere saying, "Oh yeah, it's that star over there, mm-hmm. right?" But but and that's fairly early in season yeah. one. But they're still like, "Oh, we don't know how to get home." I, I mean, it's it's a it's a logical or a reasonable complaint. to it make, is. I guess.
3: So, but it doesn't seem, so far in season two, they don't really seem to be trying to find their way home, so I'm okay with the fact yeah. that they're not making a big oh, deal yeah, about it. yeah, Now, maybe it comes up again, but later. By but the time you get into I, I season just,
2: three, they're not even trying to get home, because going home would yeah. be a bad idea.
3: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I did wonder like, I liked, by the time we get well into season two, I'm enjoying the characters uh, much more. Dargo actually is, uh, all of his warrior honor loyalty is now starting to be applied to some of the people around him. And he becomes much more interesting when he has to choose between who, uh, which person do I save or which person do I protect um and make hard choices there. That's interesting. I loved it when Crace said, ah, I've been, when Crace had that one moment of reflection at, either at the end of season one or the beginning of two where he's it's like. the end of season one. Says something to the yeah, he says something <laughs> about, you know, I've realized that most of what the peacekeepers told, uh, taught me might not, in fact, be entirely true. I'm gonna have to think about that a bit. There, and is... we never exactly, we still haven't exactly heard his conclusions on that. But just the fact that he said it made him ten times more interesting than he ever was before. There, there's a so.
2: scene towards the end of season one between Crace and Crichton that I still think is one of the best written scenes in all of television for me where they're kind of relating to each other on a personal level and Crichton is kind of quietly fuming because this is the guy that's been trying to murder him since he got there and this person's trying to talk to him like he's a person and he's like you can go to hell And Grace <laughs> has a Righteous moment. Righteous indignation. Yeah. Grace has a moment at the end of season three that I won't ruin for you, but is fucking
1: glorious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's payoff.
1: It's, it's payoff.
3: Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, uh, Aaron's uh, de- definitely had a, a very nice, smooth development of her character. I really like the way they're developing mm-hmm. her. Um,. And uh I don't know, Zahn Zahn doesn't seem to have changed all that much, but that's fine. I never she was never the big annoying one for me, so uh, and Rigel recently has started to at least be aware that he's an asshole and make jokes about it, which makes him much more palatable in my, t- as far as why do you put up with this guy? Plus, he has actually been an asset on like two or three occasions, mm. which again, why do you put up with this guy's shit? Well, because every now and then he saves everybody's lives. Okay. That's probably worth putting up with some bullshit and him stealing. Your Rigel's actually one of my favorite
2: characters does. on that show. <laughs> I love Rigel. I love the fact that he's. He's mostly all id, and uh, he doesn't give a shit about you. He just wants what he wants. And if you happen to stand yes. in his way, fuck you. <laughs> well, I.
1: Uh, yeah, I. He's a devious I child. Not,
3: I find putting up with him to be grating most of the time, but he is getting a little better now that he's at least embracing that he's
1: all id. <laughs> if that and makes less so <laughs> high and mighty. Well.
2: We'll definitely have to get back and discuss this again when you finish the series.
3: Oh yeah. No, I, I I would uh, like, I would like to come back to that. Um, I have to admit Scorpio, very nice villain. Scorpio. Sorry. sorry. Scorpio is the
2: spaceship on Blake. He is Um, fucking awesome.
3: Scorpius. Very well written. Very nice. Brings a touch of class. And elevates every scene he's in because of the way the actor's performance. Uh, again, with Seven of Nine, I think he would actually could do a better job with a different costume, um, just like Seven of Nine. But uh, either way, he's a joy to have on the show and makes uh, things much more interesting. And he's a vil- one of the best villains I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah. Fucking so,
2: Scorpius is one yeah. of the large reasons why I watch that show.
3: Yeah, I would definitely Brian and I agree. hate to cut or you off, but
1: we've reached the end of the okay. episode. We're out of time. <laughs> we have a website set up at scifishow.net. You can get all of the subscription links to all of the things and all of our social media right at scifishow.net. We thank you so much for downloading, listening, and subscribing to the show. If you would like to contribute to the cost of the show... You can read all about what we have set up. It's an Amazon link on the Extra Life link on our website on the left side of scifishow.net. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael.
0: This is Patrick.
3: This is Brian. I like Farscape. What the frill?
2: <laughs> oh, you've waited years to do that, one, haven't you? <laughs>